You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. All right. Well, give these kids a round of applause first. I'm Michael from eKids, and you can go ahead and start the song. I'll talk as it starts, but... Um, I just first want to just say thank you to all your parents for trusting me with these kids. I wanted to give a gift back to you. So I wrote a song, and it's uh, it's got some really good lyrics. I think you should look at it. Even if I mess it up and I have to read, I think it's good, and I think we're going to have fun. You guys ready? All right. Long, long ago and far, far away. Everyone was waiting for a very special day. They prayed for a savior, the one to make a change. A priest, king, god thing who would rearrange all the powers and towers and bring the people health. The one that they longed for was only God himself. So they waited and waited and made some mistakes. Judges and kings didn't have what it takes. For a time they followed God, then they put on the brakes. Sometimes they were real, sometimes they were fakes. Over and over, the people fell apart. Power from the people was doomed from the start. They needed a savior, but not just a man. They cried for something better, a divine plan. They needed an answer like the hungry need fed. They cried out for God, and this is what they said. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 2 11. So on Christmas it happened like we hoped it would. Jesus was born. This was really good. The Savior was laid in a manger made of wood. The angels sang songs like you know they should. Glory in the highest, the angels shout and sing, Peace on the earth. Let his phrases ring. The shepherd too, and before they were apart, Mary stopped. And ponder than her heart. He grew up and hot, he healed and he prayed. He died for you and me on a tree that he made. Then he rose from the grave, cause he's Christ the Lord. Jesus Emmanuel, he's God for sure. He went back to heaven, now the spirit lives in you. The greatest Christmas gift God could ever do. The prayers and the prophets were heard loud and clear. For now till forever, Emmanuel's here. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7.
right, guys. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Daniel. They, were these guys amazing? Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. We can go ahead and get them seated, adults. So what I, what I just wanted to say, guys, is with this, this song, I know it's goofy, I know that it's rap, but I, I really want you guys to see the message. It's up on YouTube, so you can check it out again. But this was our gift to you because we love you. And so thank you so much, guys. Wow. I don't know how I can follow what just happened. Can we give it up for these kids again? And uh, I give Michael a hard time about rap not being music. Uh, Michael, I take it back. Um, here's the thing. I never thought a rap song could move me like that. Like, literally, I'm still choked up. Like, that was powerful, and honestly, that preached. I hope you heard those words. You need to hear them again. It's on YouTube. Let's make that video go viral, by the way. Doesn't that video need to go viral? Kids, uh, you outshined me once again. And so, kids, can I ask you, as, as Mr. Michael and everyone's asked you, can you show the parents, your mom and dad, how well you listen, okay? I'm not gonna take long, but what I'm gonna say has everything to do with what you just did in your song and what you just said. Uh, uh, this past week, I came across a powerful story. It was written by an author and songwriter named Gloria Gaither, and it goes something uh, like this. I saw him in a drugstore. He was a big, awkward-looking guy, work-worn hands. And he was at a card rack fumbling through the section titled Birthday Wife. I watched him as he picked one or two and read it and put them back. And I could tell by the look on his face that he wasn't finding what he had in mind at all. He read another card and put it back, picked up another and put it back, and then he landed on one of those just really corny cards, you know, the one with the flowers just sketched on the front, says roses are red, violets are blue, or something like that. But I could tell from his look that he still was not pleased with what he found. Finally, he sighed, took the card to the checkout counter, paid the lady, and the lady put the card in a brown paper bag, and he walked out the door. I assume that he got home and wrote, scribbled something simple on the bottom, like maybe, love Pete, and gave it to her. But it didn't say what he really wanted it to say, because it's really hard to say the things that really matter most. It isn't easy saying, I really love you. It's hard to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. It's even harder to say, 
I acted like a fool yesterday. Please forgive me. It isn't easy saying like things like, you're the glue that holds my whole world together. And if it weren't for you in my life, I'd probably fall apart. But you know, I think she knew. I think by the way he put his awkward arm around her or kind of punched her elbow, she knew. And I think he knew that she knew because there's something about living with someone for so long that you can kind of just get right in front of them and look them in the eye that the hard things don't necessarily need to be said. Love says it. I think God tried all down through history to tell us the things he wanted us to know. He sent prophets and teachers, and they tried. And we got some of it. We got the part about God's justice and his law. We got the part about when we do bad things, somehow we have to pay. But the part that God really wanted us to know, the part that says, I really love you, we weren't getting that. And God seemed far away. But before all time, God had a plan. God said, you know what? I will send my love right down where they are. I will send it in the form of a little, tiny, vulnerable baby so that they have to touch it. They have to hold it close right where we are. The Bible says that the word meaning God became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. The story of Christmas has been presented in so many ways, we've all heard it. Prophets predicted that one day a savior, a deliverer from the offspring of King David would come. But how like God to come as a baby, an ordinary baby. How like God to choose to limit himself, to become a human body like ours, a language like ours, and in our own time and space. How like God to come down to choose to walk with us, to touch us, and to change us and make us new. Can you see the radical, unconditional love that God has for you. He loves you. You mean everything to him that he gave up everything for you. Philippians chapter two says that even though he was in the form of God, meaning Jesus Christ, the one that was born on that first Christmas, he didn't count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. God 
reached beyond our darkness, our doubts, and our despair. And he met us in the ash heap of our broken mess. And he wants to walk with you each step, friends. He wants to touch you. He wants to change you. But he's waiting for your permission to let him. That's why in Revelation 3, verse 20, says, Behold, I stand, meaning Christ Jesus. I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you just will let open the door and let me in and hear my voice, I will come in to him and eat with him and with me. If you see this as just a dinner with Jesus, you've missed it. You see, in biblical times, why they used this language was because to dine with someone was intimate. To share a meal with someone was relationship. Now we do this. And we eat as fast as we can and move on. Jesus is saying he wants more than just Christmas. He wants more than just a service that you attend once a year. He wants you to know of the great love that the Father has for you. Yeah. He wants an intimate relationship where he's not just the savior of the world, he's your Lord. That he drives everything you do in life. That he actually, because he's in your life, you're changed because of it. And so literally, I want to end with two types of people that I think will cover almost everyone here. Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts, wanting intimacy, relationship, fellowship, quality time. Some of you have never really asked Christ to forgive you of your sin. You've never even truly acknowledged the love that was sent down in the form of a baby that pointed to the cross, that then pointed to your death that you deserve because of your sin, that pointed to the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead that we heard in the rap song, that points to the soon return of Jesus to come and take all of those who confess with their mouth and believe with their hearts that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. You've never had a relationship with Jesus All you have to do is let him in. Jesus, I ask you to come in and be Lord of my life. Come teach me, mold me, shape me, and change me. I give you permission. There's a second group of people, which this passage in Revelation is talking to Christians. Believe it or not, he's talking to Christians who've let the candle dim to a smoke. You're going through the Christian movements. You've let other things consume you. You've made other priorities and you've taken God or, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and you put them on a shelf. And at Christmas time, you take them off and dust them off. Put them in the manger. At Easter time, you take them off, dust them off, put them in the tomb. But what do you do with them, the other 300-some days of the year. God wants a relationship with you because he gave everything. Maybe it's stale right now. Maybe it's dim. Maybe the waves and the storms of life have kind of blown it out a little bit. 
wherever you are. This Christmas is an invitation to accept God's free gift to you. The Bible says, like in the song, if we just confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that he raised Christ from the dead, then we will be saved. Would you pray with me as the band comes up? God, just as the kids have been praying through this Advent series, God, will you bring us back one day? God, will you? God wants to bring the wrong. I just pray we take just even a moment of silence to check our hearts. Have we truly gotten the message that you really love us? Or do we just see you as the just judge, the ruler, the law giver, and keeper? Or do we see you as the most loving God who came to be with us to change us and make us whole? I ask that everyone would be able to make that decision this Christmas. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get our act together. You took care of that on the cross. And so God, just come with us. Come unto us in this space and bless this time of worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand this morning, kids? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.